pregnant but are not pregnant. And uh, people outside are very upset about this line of jokes, but I'm getting off the stage soon, people outside. You don't have to walk. It's fine. So, look, there's a lot of pranks uh, if you... If you look pregnant but are not pregnant, uh, number one, uh, smoke a cigarette and drink a 40 in a hot tub. That is a potluck situation. Anything pregnant ladies aren't allowed to be near, you just bring it over. I'm talking quaaludes, shellfish, mercury, whole thing. At some point, I just, like, round up five dudes, and uh, they all stand there with their arms out, and I lay across them. And uh, then someone takes a picture, and in the picture I'm shrugging, and the caption is just, who knows, question mark. Uh, Another thing you can do if you look pregnant but aren't pregnant is uh, there's like a really sincere karaoke set where you're drinking brown liquor and you just sing Papa Don't Preach three times in a row, super sincerely. I would stage an awkward fight uh, with a male friend in a safe way. But this is San Francisco. I'm an ally. I believe in equality. I would stage an awkward fight with a female friend in a Whole Foods. You know, for realism. And uh, my last prank that I would have done uh, if I had time when I looked pregnant but wasn't pregnant, uh, and then I will leave, dear audience, is uh, I would, like, get dressed up, like, wearing a sundress, like, do my hair nice, put on makeup, like, go to, like, a Ross or, like, a TJ Maxx, like, like just not a care in the world, like, licking an ice cream cone, the whole thing, and just casually buy all the wire hangers. Thank you very much. Woo, give it up for Rachel, y'all. Yeah. That was amazing. All night.
You fill up my senses Like a night in a forest Like the mountains in springtime Like a walk in the rain Like a storm in the desert Like a sleepy blue ocean You fill up my senses Come fill me again Come let me love you Let me give my life to you Let me drown in your life Just so everyone else can feel the pain I'm in, we're going to listen to John Denver today in the fills of the Joke Workshop. Okay, I'm really hungover, and it's 6 o'clock on a Monday, which tells you something about last night. All right, everybody, Joke Workshop coming right up. Let me love you, come love me dismayed to find out that this song was about Jesus. Uh, all right, it's Joke Workshop. Everybody here knows how it goes. Actually, there's one guy who looks kind of new, so I'll just go through it for him. Uh, usually, I'm. it's not that I'm in a bad mood. It's just that, I, I mean, you know when you have a hangover and you know you're going to be sick until you finally just like have that liquid poo that's like painful, but I didn't eat anything spicy? How does IPA do that to a person's body? I just don't understand. Like, are humans not built to digest that much IPA? Is that the problem? Ugh, I'm so sweaty. I've got those like hot, weird, cold sweats. Does anyone else get hangovers just me? I'm an old woman. Here's the way it works here on the Joke Workshop. People tell jokes for four minutes. And then people talk to them about their jokes for four minutes. And if you want to be cool, like take notes and shit. Because today, I just don't even know. I'll try to take notes, but I don't even know if I have a sense of humor. I think I pooped it out of myself. I pooped out my sense of humor. I, I had it. But I did, when I vomited in the sink at my bar, favorite bar place, I did scoop it out and put it into the composting because I work there now and that would be gross to make someone else I know do that for me. So, And I woke up this morning and I'm like, why do I still smell vomit? Oh, okay. Sorry, I don't want to gross everybody out, but I don't fucking care. Does anybody have that list? Uh, there's microphones around and about. The chairs don't have to be on stage. Whatever. You guys, you guys have been here before. Figure it the fuck out. All right. Uh, your first comedian. She's going to make you laugh. Everybody put your hands together for Alyssa Westerlund. It makes it colder. Okay, you guys, uh, I was fucking all night last night, and boy, are my legs tired. They are so tired. They're so tired. We were you, fucking use, a, use a different microphone. I don't know why that one's fucked okay, up. Okay, fine. Okay, all three. Can I use all three, five, 20? 
Okay. Um, anyway, no. So while we're fucking, he uh, he decides to put on some music. I like this guy. We've been. It's like I guess a third date or something. Um, <clears throat> and he puts on some music, and it's his music, you guys. It's his music, and it was actually really good. But I really wanted to make fun of him. So instead, like instead of making fun of him because the dick was good, I just told him to play another song. And and uh, I was like, could you? Is that is that you? Is that you? Could you just keep playing that? Anyway, um, it's amazing how like I. I'm a narcissist. I'm a total asshole. But then, like, it, it's like I, when I'm fucking dudes, it, I find out that it doesn't matter how much of a narcissist I am. They're bigger narcissists than me. Anyway, I was fucking this guy. The other guy that I'm fucking, one of the other guys, who knows who he was. And we're fucking, he, uh, he uh, starts t- doing dirty talk. You guys, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Uh, you all look pretty young. But... Uh, <laughs> What he what he started saying was, uh, "Oh my God, I'm fucking you so good. Oh my God, I'm giving you the best dick. Oh my God, you love this dick." I was like, "Whoa, uh, no, uh, I love pumpkin pie. This is just a dick, right? It seems to be working, uh, but I'm bored." So I tapped him on the shoulder and I told him I was bored. And he uh, dropped his jaw, stopped everything. I rolled out from underneath of him. I put my little whore dress back on. And uh, he said, uh, but don't you want to see my art? And I was like, wow, buddy, here's how this goes. You start with the art, then you work your way to the coconut oil. Okay, and then the penis. It goes art, coconut oil, penis, in that order, never out of that order. Okay, anyway, um, the thing that really got to me is I was, I was thinking about if I was doing dirty talk like that and I was like, oh my God, I'm giving you the best pussy right now. <laughs> like, oh my God, you love this pussy. Oh my God, I'm receiving your cock so hard right now. Right? No, that's not, I don't even know if I want to tell jokes. It's just a public service announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, what women want to hear in bed is, oh my God, you feel so fucking good. Oh my God, you're so fucking sexy. Oh my God, this is the tightest pussy I've ever been inside. Oh my God, can I just live inside your pussy? Oh my God, this pussy is so wet. That's what we want to hear. Just remember that. Okay, now for the for the really creepy shit. Here's a list of stuff my dad used to say to me. Okay, um, let's, I'm just gonna go right from pussy eating dirty talk to uh, your story sucks and your suffering is not unique. You cannot keep blaming me for your childhood. I cannot be your father. You're just like your mother. Uh, no one will ever help you. Uh, When you need me, I won't be there. I will not help you raise your child, and neither will that asshole. You will be a single mother without support, and you need to know that. This is all really good shit, though. It's like, thanks, Dad. Like, I feel like he made me a better person. You can pierce your nipples before I'll let you pierce your ears. I was 12. Um... If you want to do drugs, come to me. Do not get drugs from strangers, okay? We don't know what they're giving you. You need to come to me. We can talk about this. I know where to get good drugs. <laughs> you, you cannot depend on anyone except for me for good drugs. Don't get married and never have kids. If you use your, child, your children to grow up, they will resent you. That's just, these are just facts. Don't believe all of your emotions. 
I don't take your emotions seriously, and neither should you. You have to stand up for yourself. Women are dependent. Don't be like women. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Okay, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a minute, but after that, I'm exhausted. Uh, what else do I want to tell you guys? I give up. I surrender. I feel like uh, I'm a narcissist child piece of shit. Everything's about me. It's, Dad was right. It's not about me. Okay, my story sucks. I don't know how to grow up. I don't know how to grow up. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Uh, anyway, I'm really scared, you guys. I'm really fucking scared. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. Wow. Uh, the only thing you could have done was say you have breast cancer. Uh, all right. Hey, everybody. That was Lisa Western. She's, is she going to sit down like it's therapy? And then... Well, I mean, if you want to, your set uh, was your set was uh, highly therapeutic for you. For for you or no, for, just not, for me? I mean, just for me. No, I think for you. Fuck, fuck I fucked the whole no, thing. No, no, it's really those are the things from the dad are hilarious and uh, scary. The if they're true, but I totally fucking believe that you uh-huh. that those are all real. Yeah, he so. will verify them. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good dad, actually. It's shocking, right? He will totally the, verify. The drugs part is really funny. The I think you can build that into something with uh, the okay. only get drugs for me. Only get drugs for me. Yeah, I think it was. Just, oh, it's not on. Uh, no, now on? it's on. It's on. It's on now. It's uh, on. It's on now. It's on. Okay, cool. Um, oh, it's on. Yeah. No, it, I thought the the funniest. I really liked like the big like take the poster out. That was funny. Uh, and I I think it was the best. Like the funniest parts was when it was like just a total 180 from the previous one on the list, which is why the drugs one was super funny. I don't know. I think it could be fun to like just play with the ordering and maybe throw in like a super mundane one, like uh, hey Alyssa, like could you give me that or so, just like something really like boring like that. Just throw it in. I don't know, but I liked it. I could grab me another beer, honey. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thank you. Is this one working? Not when you slam it like that, but no, I don't it think it was. is. There's an on-off on it, and the, all the XLR cables are fucked right now. I don't know it's what's going on. It's on-on. Is it? Are you picking me up? It's not. I, no, you'd be able to hear yourself. Pick a different one. Throw, put that one far away so nobody uses it. Okay. Better? Yes? No? No, still can't hear you. It's the XLR cable, and there's an on-off. It wasn't on. It wasn't on. Is that Okay. Better? No, we still can't hear you. <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys, the place is falling apart. I, I There's no I money say, to fix it. I wish I, I could apologize. say that was the most... Oh, uh, put the money up. Speaking of the money, put the money up. Because I swear to you guys, I would fix this shit if I could afford it. I put mine out. Oh, okay. I do have to go get change. I'll be back. <laughs> um... Uh, I'm I'm naturally a sucker for like minimalist prop comedy, which which I feel that that qualifies for. But I, I like the um, the mundane thing idea. But another possibility is like you have that huge thing right there, and then maybe you could you could just preface that by saying uh, this, this is all the terrible things my dad has said to me, and then as like a little tag, you could just like pull out a regular size post-it note, and these are all the nice things he said to me. <laughs> uh-huh. The nice comedy. things could be worse too. Yeah, there we go. I thought it was fucking hilarious though, but um, like, you were t- like the, all that whole list. I feel like your dad was treating you as a child, and then you go into that I'm scared bit, and I feel like you can act as a child while you're scared. Like you do have the stature of one. You know? Jesus. So that's why things don't work around here. <laughs> I am like, so sorry. It's okay. I'm joking. Thank you. Oh, I, I just wanted to say your dad makes me want to be a worse father. <laughs> does really interesting really deep emotional stuff uh well your stuff usually is it's very on par with what you usually do 
Uh, I think that while you're going over the list of shitty things that he said, uh, when he said, I won't be there for you, you can maybe do that to the Friends TV theme song. I won't be there for you. Like, if you work that in, I think that would be great. Then you can tie that back with, like, he loves you but only as a friend. Because friends... It's funny when people write jokes for themselves. I could never see Alyssa Westerland breaking into the Friends theme song. Mm -hmm. That would... That, I might, that actually might kill me. I, I would be so out of character. I would be like... I never saw it, so it would be hard. <laughs> like, you yeah. never watched Friends. I didn't really watch it either. Yeah. I don't care about yeah. those people. Oh, you guys, that was such great feedback. Thank you so Yay, much. I'm going to get the fuck out there. Yay. Um, Hunter, do me another favor. I'm getting a lot of feedback because I turned it up too loud up there, and you guys don't need it. Can you jump up? Is it too dangerous to jump up on the chair and turn the volume down? Oh, is it that it's the knob up there. I mean, the the, yeah, the big knob. Uh, just like turn it to eight right now it's a 10 and then it just it'll reduce feedback and then we can be louder on the recording oof uh, thank you your next comedian he is funny and incredibly generous man uh, thanks for being such a big donator Pete he did no he did he gave us money to our GoFundMe which is over uh, so but he was so helpful and so awesome and really appreciate that and uh, he's gonna make you guys laugh right now everybody Pete Ballmer okay that joke's not for everybody probably right now everyone's like oh I didn't understand any of those noises he just made. Also, the dude kind of looks like a douchey Thomas the Tank Engine. Not noises, that's Chinese. Uh, I took Chinese for seven years. I speak Chinese, and I have no idea when I'm supposed to use it. So I figured I'd try stand-up. Uh, that's not my joke, though. I had to look that up. I looked online to find that. Uh, I typed in Chinese jokes, which did not give me the kind of jokes that I was looking for. <laughs> Way more tiki torchy than my kind of vibe on stage, you know? So I looked up jokes in Chinese, hit the first result. If you want to know what it means, I'll tell you afterwards. Ah, it's, it's a long thing. It's a thing. Um, it's brutal, though, because, you know, like, Chinese menus have numbers on them, and China's taking way a long time with that whole world domination thing, so I don't have a good outlet for my Chinese. I have dumbass friends who are like, oh, you speak Chinese? That could be super helpful for you when you're talking to Chinese girls. Oh yeah? Maybe in China, where there's a language barrier and context. Not in America, how the fuck's that supposed to work? Just walk up into an Asian girl, ask if she's Chinese. Already a terrible direction to go in. Be like, oh, your brother lives in St. Louis? She's down here, she's Chinese. Be like, oh, your brother lives in St. Louis? That's cool, I've never been, but I've heard good things, certainly. Hey, speaking of places, are you Chinese? <laughs> I just asked because we're having this awesome conversation in a language we're both fluent in, but I figured we could switch it up to a language I'm mediocre at. And you may not even speak at all. Zaijian's goodbye because in this simulation, she walks away. Yeah. It's cool, though. At the very least, it's just kind of like an interesting thing about me. I can't do anything with it, but it's nice because I think everyone likes to seem interesting. Everyone likes to come off as an interesting person, but it's tough because very few people actually have interests, you know? Like, I see a lot of dumbass interests on, on online dating and stuff. Travel is a big one on Tinder. A lot of people say they're interested in travel, which is a bullshit interest because all that means is that you like sitting in 
cars or planes, depending on how well you're doing, and then sleeping in and eating at restaurants. I like doing that shit too. You don't see me starting to blog about it. I, uh, what's it called? Yeah, but it's, it's interesting. Like, it's sad you see, because a lot of people will think they have interests, or I fucked that up, so I'm just going to go back. I, uh, when I, when people ask me what I'm interested in, I'll lie, I'll say stand-up comedy. Uh, and I don't think that I get to count that as an interest, though, because I do this for, like, 5 to 15 minutes a day, and then I go home and I smoke weed and play video games for, like, four hours. So that's my passion, you know? I don't get to count this. And it's sad, because you see, like, a lot of people will have interest when they're kids, and they'll be, like, super excited about stuff, and then it'll all just go away as they get older. Like, I have a little cousin, his name is Caleb, and every year, uh, he's eight years old now, every year his his parents send us, like, a card, or send my mom a card that has a picture of him holding a sign on the first day of school with what he wants to be when he grows up. So at five years old, the sign said, Animal Discoverer. Super cute, adorable. You can awe if you want. It's very cute. The next year, six years old, same picture, same sign. I was super stoked to see it. Soldier. It's like, thanks a lot, Isis. Come on. All right. Yeah. Um, let's see. One minute. What did I do for one minute? Sorry, this is annoying. I'm going to look. I could do something for two minutes. I feel like I had a new joke that I wanted to fuck with. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm partially Jewish. I'm partially Jewish. Any... Any members of the tribe here? Probably not. No, definitely not. All right. Uh, oh, you're not. What? You're okay. Whatever. I need to talk about that. That's true. That's true. I had a fun. I had a fun thing happen recently. I was at a uh, family friend's bat mitzvah, which is the coming of age ceremony for a young woman when she hits 13, which is a little bit young, but I don't know. Uh, so as such, I was in a a Jewish temple in. Uh, Seattle and uh, in that Jewish temple they had a very fun list they had the Seattle Jewish Sports Hall of Fame which <laughs> I don't know if you guys know about Jews in sports generally speaking but they're not like killing it you know you got like Sandy Koufax who was a baseball player before like when you could still smoke cigarettes in the outfield you got Jordan Farmar who won a won a championship because Kobe Bryant was on the team and then after that drops off pretty hard when you narrow it down to Seattle it gets brutal like there's one it was like oh this guy he was a really good pole vaulter in high school and he was being recruited for d3 some places but then he got injured uh, but now he has a good job and as an accountant and lives in green lake with three kids it's like good for you solomon goldthwaite way to make the list i'll never be there all right cool that's all i wanted to do thank you so much Yay, Pete Balmer. Yay. Wait, let me turn people's microphones on. I gotta see what's going on. Okay. Now we're cooking with gas. Yeah. What's your Chinese joke mean? Okay, so what it is, it's kind of a play on words in Chinese. So the question is, who is the worst superhero? Um, and I said, so it's like, which means who is the worst superhero? And the punchline is, which kind of sounds like the Chinese phonetic of Spider-Man, but the translation is a loser. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, your idiot dude act out is spot on. Thank you. You're Thank the you. guy, <laughs> the friend. It's really funny. And then, um, you did this cute thing with like your face with the Chinese. You were like, "Are you Chinese?" And then you like did this thing with your face, like you were in a, like in a picture It'll get a sitcom or something. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. But I feel like you should point 
and do it when you do it and then call back to it. I think that maybe that's the only thing that can make what do you the mean? soldier thing funny. So you you were like, um, actually, hey, dude, can you move over like one person? Yeah, sorry. I'm just looking straight yeah, through your face right now. Yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah, you can just lean. That's fine. That'd be sorry. great. I'm sorry. It's because it, the thing won't roll. Oh, Everything's no worries. Yeah, apart. yeah, appreciate it. Um, but you do this thing. You go, you went, ha. Yeah, yeah. Right, right? But do like a point thing. Yeah, it, like it's silly, and then oh, you can no, call I think back that's good. to it. Yeah. And then it's like a, because you—it's the first time I've ever seen you be kind of mad when you're like you were like mean Thomas the Tank Engine when you said that oh. blog line. Oh. You were like blog about trap. We all—I was like I—I've never. Wait, when heard I said you, what? Sorry. About the blog, I've—I've I've never heard you actually have like you sounded like you were genuinely pissed. Oh, okay, yeah. And I I've never pissed. heard you be like that or whatever. And gotcha. I was like, oh, that's different. Because usually you're so smiling. But I feel like you could be a little meaner. And then if you do that point smile thing, you can get out of anything, right? Oh, interesting. Same okay. thing with yeah. the soldier. Because there's no way to make that soldier joke funny unless everybody hates Thanks a lot, ISIS. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right? Like, um, okay, yeah. I, I think I, that I, I, if I you that. use it as a callback, you, you can make the, some other things work. For sure. Yeah. Okay. I like that, actually. Thank you. All right. Also, very funny stuff. Uh, great wording on most of the jokes. When you talked about how some people actually have a travel blog, mm-hmm. I think it'd be kind of a fun concept to have an anti-travel or an I don't travel blog yeah. called like, don't go there. <laughs> they just lead to a whole bunch of things where you could go here or play video games and smoke. Yeah. So I think that that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Thanks. Other, other comments. He had fun, funny set. What do you guys think about the about? Chinese? The Chinese oh. is really funny. I could, I could just give you this. Chinese jokes. I got a billion of them. Am I right? <laughs> They're hard to open. They're like a fortune cookie. You gotta crack kind of, them. I was kind of thinking of doing the thing. Makes me squint. Squint. Am I right? Oh. Uh, <laughs> is that one on, Pam? Is this yeah, one on? I just said that one on. That one's on, okay. apparently. It's on. Feel on. Is that feel it's on? on. Yeah, it's That's on. on. Let's make a noise. Okay, yeah. I liked your set. Thank I have you. a little smiley face next to Chinese jokes. The Tiki Torch follow-up. I think that works beautifully. Yeah, perfect. Thank uh, you. With the soldier, what was it? An animal discoverer animal to, discover soldier. to soldier. Yeah. I feel like it's proper to acknowledge that their dreams went from discovering life to taking it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's and deep. then Ooh. when you're saying... How Jews and sports don't go so well together. Jeez. I feel like an analogy would be prompt. Not oh prompt, yeah, an al- analogy would yeah, be really like, good for that. You're not right. Peanut butter and jelly, like marshmallow fluff and turpentine, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's and a that's a good point to add like matzo balls and anything. Yeah. <laughs> and in terms <laughs> of the joke, when you're trying to like hit on an Asian girl really insufferably. Yeah. I think it would be beautiful to add to. Uh, are you Chinese? go like because if so i have quite a treat for you yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i like that that's out for my feedback appreciate yeah, it thank you yeah i think he's got a he's got some stuff yeah actually for the uh, chinese girl joke that was really funny um i think it'd also be funny if you had it in a scenario where you didn't even ask you just kind of assumed her race and she wasn't even chinese yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. and then she's like bangladeshi or some shit yeah like somebody who's korean is most are yeah yeah i like that it's a good call Okay. I like the word Bangladeshi a lot. <laughs> Anything else? We know what go? they look like. Uh, we have two mic stands. I think this one's actually for the one up All right. Here. Everybody clap wildly for people. Ooh, thank you. Take me home. Okay. I can do it. Ah, uh, yay. Your next comedian doesn't have a last name. Uh, you guys can clap wildly for Capital. Take me home. 
I don't know why y'all keep standing. Y'all got a chair right here. Chair right here. It's probably for stage presence, but I don't have that yet, so I'm gonna fucking sit. Um, yes, my name is Capital. No, my mother did not come up with that. She's not that clever. Only I'm that clever. Yes, I came up with my own name. A lot of people have told me you can't choose your own name. You have to earn it. But those people always have names they hate, like Dookie Nose or No Toes or Penelope. And those same people wouldn't say shit if I was black. That's black privilege. Because as a white man, whenever I say my name is Capital, people want an explanation. But if I was black, I'd just be an interesting black guy. Kind of like when black people, or when white people, see a black guy in a suit. A white guy in a suit, unless he's out at a BBQ or something casual, it's totally normal. But a black guy in a suit, it's gonna come up in the conversation. I've never seen a white guy upset to see a black guy in a suit, but I've never seen one not surprised about it either. Uh, and even if they don't say something right away, they'll talk to you for a few minutes, then separate, wait until you seem nice and comfortable, then come back and they always ask. So I gotta know, what's up with the suit? They gotta know, because it's eating at them. But with me, it's always a, is your name really capital? Did I give you something else to call me? When you're a white kid in West Oakland calling yourself capital, most people assume that you wish you were black, which I don't because I love my white privilege. I use it to the fullest extent. I actually, I used to walk around West Oakland and SF State selling weed and not once did I get close to getting caught. I thank that for being white. Uh, I just had to learn the tricks. Like if you're in a crowd with a quarter pound of weed, you don't want to get caught, stand next to a black guy and look mad. Uh, a mad or annoyed place is like snitch camouflage. Because uh, the reason snitches snitch is because deep down they're jealous and sad. So if you do what they're doing and just look like you're hating the world, they're not going to think anything of you. Snitches are basically just haters, actually, who took action. Um, so my usual method is to stand about three feet from the darkest guy on the bus and just glance up at him every 20 seconds all annoyed. Like, Nobody thinks it's you, ever. Um, that doesn't work in a crowd of black people, though. You won't get snitched on, but you're probably going to get hit. Um, so yeah, I've uh, learned to love being white, but I hated it until my name was Capital. Because back home in West Oakland, nobody cared about me when I was using my real name. I won't say what it is, but it's on the uh, whiteness shade of like Timothy or Bill, where it's not even a white exclusive name, but having it as a white guy just makes you seem shades whiter. Um, the kind of name where people assume I'm not doing shit, which is great in like a classroom or uh, some situations, but it's bad in the hood. So um, a white kid named Capital is either the whitest of all or he's got something to prove. And the hood is all about proving yourself so people don't fuck with you. So that's what I set out to do. So one day I met a pimp named Bearclaw and I told him my name was Capital. <laughs> And he immediately verbally abused me for about 10 minutes. But after I didn't cry or change faces at all during that, he knew I took myself seriously enough to be interesting. Um, so we became friends. And after about a week, he gave me $10 or a $10 bag of weed and a book he read in jail. And he told me to smoke the weed and read the book. But instead of smoking the weed, I sold it to one of my rich white friends for $20, bought another bag, uh, sold that for 40 rinse and repeat, till I had about $200 by the time I almost finished the book. So I take it back to Bearclaw, thinking he's going to be all impressed. And he wasn't. I, uh, I take it back and I tell him, I started with nothing and I made $200 in a day. I'm all the capital that I need. And he pulled out a knife and he said, if you're all the capital you need, then you can give me back my $10 and everything you made with it. Uh, and when he asked for the book back too, I said, please, like I'm almost done, at least let me finish it. 
and his jaw dropped because he can't read a book in a day unless he's in jail he can't focus um so he actually he was so impressed that he gave me back the two hundred dollars and then he introduced me to all of his friends as one smart motherfucker and now they're all my friends too and they all call me capital so when motherfuckers got too many questions i got other people to talk to that's everything i got Timothy, <laughs> it's a cute what you do. you do look like baby like like baby Bieber like like a young version of Justin Bieber now he's too he's too rough now he's got all those crazy tattoos you look like the Biebs. Bieber is usually the first guess. Yeah, are you really Justin Bieber just here to pretend that you're you you know that Dana Carvey's sons did that years back seriously Dax Carvey and and a guy named his name was Tom Carey and he really was. Dana Carvey's son, but we didn't figure it out for like eight months, and then finally we figured it out, and then he started getting booked on shows. Mm. <laughs> anyway, you look like Justin Bieber. I don't know if you guys want to talk about racism. I think that the way to make the suit joke funny is to call back with it, like Bear Claw was wearing a suit. Was Bear Claw wearing a suit? I mean, you were talking about black guys in suits and how surprising it is, unless they're a pimp. I mean, if you're going to be racist, you might as well just jump right in. <laughs> like if they're wearing a suit, they might as well be. There must be a pimp. I, I, am I the only one that thinks that? Uh, no, I don't. And that's not what I think. I just, if, I don't know if you guys want to have a discussion about racism or how you felt about the jokes. Um, I would listen to this later because you can tell when you're specifically reading. Even though I know it's the radio, and I was listening because I wasn't watching you because you were sitting anyways, and so I was just kind of listening. Um, and it still, it sounded like you were you were reading a script. So just something to, just listen to it yourself and see what you think. But I could tell when you were off script a little bit. And um, was there a joke about a fart in there, clearing the bus with a fart? What was that joke? About clearing the bus? It wasn't. Oh, no, that was about having a bunch of weed on me. Oh, so the weed smells, the smells, the smells. Gotcha, cool. Uh, Charlie, you have things to say. I do. Well, there's some really interesting stuff, and I'm with Pam where if you're going to be racist, you want to get as absurd as possible because that can defeat, like I tell a lot of jokes about slavery. I always say if you're a white guy telling jokes about slaves, you have to own them. You have to own the, <laughs> you have to the own jokes. jokes. But yeah. using absurdity can diffuse the anger and the tension in a situation. Like I've done mics in Long Beach and Compton. Like that's a good way to diffuse people from thinking, oh, we're not gonna listen to this guy because what he's saying is kind of edgy. But you have a lot of interesting things to say. I like the progression of your stories. Um, yeah, it kind of was dancing back and forth between being uh, like spoken word and a really urban TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, just keep that. There's some good stuff in there. Yeah, dude, I thought that was a really good one. Like, when they're talking about the script and everything, like there was no pause for a jokes and like, um, like how long have you been doing comedy, man? This is like my fourth time being. Fuck yeah, man! Like I feel like. Do it. Fuck yeah! Give him a round of applause. <laughs> Do your thug fizzle. Nah, no worries, man. No worries. I love it. Like, sooner or later, you will find this certain rhythm that everybody knows. You know, the pausing for a joke is one thing you need to work on. But, like, your name's capital. Can I ask, how much do you weigh? Because, like, you you weigh, like, a lowercase, you know, or you look like a lowercase. You totally you know? do that. Yeah. You can yeah, mention like, in your childhood when you were lowercase. Like, yeah. You could just yeah, or something that like that, you know? That's yeah. But, like, um, yeah, dude, like, besides that, just slow down a little bit so we can, you know process the jokes but yeah it was really good stuff yeah I, I and I just want to second what Charlie says it's I mean racism is a tough nut to crack and especially if you're like 
blondie beebs up there you know what i mean like baby beebs tell it's, it's hard it's gonna it's hard for you so i would i would go with like as Charles, just the absurdity of it like that's of, of, because you're like that, that's the funny thing about racism too is it's like i mean stereotypes i don't know i don't i can't even think about racism right now i just usually don't think about racism because i can't i feel like i can't or i don't know how to it's it's like if i hear the n-word all the time i'm like oh i don't know if i can listen i just i'm weird about racism because it's sort of everywhere and i i don't know how to address it all i would say is that if you are going to i mean because it it is considered punching down because you are white right so if you if you can manage to make yourself the the bad guy in the story if you're the antagonist and you can really like kind of embrace something something really awful about you if you end up being the the punchline for most of these jokes you'll be able to say whatever the hell you want yes kind of the way Uh, i was trying to set it up yeah yeah but yeah just dig deeper to find you know what that ugliness in you is because if you make because it's all there for all of us and anyway I just always focus on how am I the bad guy and then you can kind of say what you want you know that was really good advice actually thank you you're welcome (laughs) yeah yeah and like the point about you looking like Justin Bieber like it's not just people clowning here too if you come up with a funny line associated with you looking like Justin Bieber that's your opener and you can uh, crack people open really well so come up with it I I was literally just trying to think of like Justin like playing with the name Justin Bieber the best I came up with was Justin Kiefer but that's not funny Um, so find something funny because of the weed you have to dig Justin deeper on that (laughs) you have to be sharp like a Justin Cleaver on that you know you just have to he, yeah, 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 one more pun. One more pun. Just kidding. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Capital. Life in the city make you crazy. I love John Denver. I'm sorry, you guys. It's it's hard to listen to without irony. Your next comedian. Kind of the same. It's hard to listen in without irony. Uh, put your hands together, everybody. Charlie's Pink. Yes. Woo! Charlie Spink. That guy is my favorite. I can just relate to him. And I do. Hashtag masturbation joke. That's what happened there. So the Jews are in the news, as always. Uh, I love the Jews. They are my favorite endangered species. And I was just thinking that it is sad that in the world of adult film, Jewish women are underrepresented. And that doesn't make sense because historically, they've been repeatedly fucked by the biggest dick of all, God. Chosen people, that's what they were. They were chosen to get fucked. So in my infinite wisdom and creativity, I came up with a few fun Jewish adult screen names for the ladies. Hoping that these will catch on like wildfire, like a burning bush, and just set the adult film industry ablaze. Uh, the first of which, Donna Dreidel. Yeah, Donna Dreidel. Pussy's on point. Give it a spin. Donna Dreidel. There we go. Oh, we're having a fun game. Then the next one, Monica Yamaka. She's all about that head game. Just a little bit of the head game, though. Right in the back of the skull. Shalom and bone. That's what I'm talking about. Next one, uh... We all know Anne Frank. You may not know her slutty cousin, Anne Skank. That's right. She's a sex addict and she lives in an attic. Sorry. She'll keep quiet. She will. And then my favorite of the Jewish adult uh, film names, Holly 
Costs. That's right. Pussy's hot like an oven. Get in, guys. That's that kills six million. That's what that joke kills. Ah, so pride. That was a thing that people were proud of. I wrote a lot of jokes about pride. This is one I have not had the courage to do on stage yet. So I hope you guys can applaud my courage to get up here and tell you I really am hurt emotionally by what my butt plug thinks of me. My butt plug thinks I'm a real asshole. Sorry, if you don't like it, you can take that joke and shove it. <laughs> shove it. It's a butt plug joke. That's what I'm talking about, Willis. So I'm a little sad. I'm coming to the stage in a bit of a sad state because of my employment status. It's hard to talk about you guys, but I was recently fired from the United States Post Office for pushing the envelope. Am I right? Pushing the envelope. Oh, That's right. Paper cuts galore. That would be my James Bond vixen name. No? That joke? I'll just ship that joke out. The delivery was off. Delivery was off. It really was. Do you think if a zebra gets a job at Foot Locker, they make it wear the shirt anyways? Or they just say fuck it and give it a name tag? Sorry, that, yeah, that joke, it's, it's just black and white. It really is. It's right down the middle. Somebody blow the whistle. That was foul. <laughs> LOL. LOL. Leftover lasagna. I will leave you guys with this joke that I am going to choose at my leisure. So I don't mean to brag, but in the world of comedy, I don't just do five minutes at random cafes. Sometimes I do bars. But I'm sure some of you in here have done the open mic showcase at the strip club, the Crazy Horse. Has anybody done that? Okay, so it's an adult venue. You see some strippers and you get to perform some comedy. And last time I was there, I did five minutes of nothing but dad jokes. Sadly, the strippers didn't understand any of them. They know what jokes are. They just don't know what dads are, right? They just didn't get anything until I walked off stage. And then they're like, there it is. Sorry, they had issues with that joke. The daddy jokes. You guys have been beautiful. I've been Charlie. Have a great late afternoon. I keep tossing and turning, yearning for Charlie Spink, everyone. Charlie Spink. Not a lot of puns today. Only a couple. I, I led the Holocaust stuff, I think is the fun the Holocaust. I think the I think that the Jew porn names are the funniest part of the new stuff. Oh, and I get to a lot of them. Uh, Paula Passover. Like I just anything I could think of that was yeah. Jewy at all. Yeah. You didn't have one with the name Ruth in it, did you? Because uh, you, you, you Esther and Ruth are like the only two books in the Bible had, that are girls' names. So if you can like be like you know, I had one with Gertrude in there. I made a list of like fifteen of them. Okay. And then I figured, you know, three or four is yeah. What I was gonna top out at. Gotcha. Um, and you just don't look like a butthole plug kind of guy. <laughs> I keep it deep within. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, it just seems funny. I, I definitely, I'm like, he doesn't really have a butt plug. No, I don't. That was, that was you just a reappropriation of gay culture <laughs> yeah. for your own comedic needs. Yeah. Tisk. <laughs>
sorry. Who has things to say? Sorry. Okay. Hashtag me number two. Uh, I liked your. Is this is this not working? That one doesn't seem to work. It's like going in and out. All right. Thanks. There we go. There it is again. Um, <laughs> um, I really li- I really liked all your um, Jewish porn star names too, but like I was thinking as you were saying them, and then this was reinforced by the fact that you already have like a bit about something related to a strip club. It sounded more like you sounded like the DJ in a strip club announcing the names of strippers coming on. Like you had that same energy. Uh, and I, th- I think that could dovetail nicely with your strip club bit. You could just be like, what if there was a Jewish owned strip club uh, or something probably slightly more graceful than that. But yeah, just a thought. No, I like that. Coming to the stage. I can throw that in there. Uh, that's always fun. I like strip clubs too. <laughs> In Portland. Portland has the best strip clubs here. Crazy Horse isn't that great. I mean, it's all nude, so they just like, I mean, there's just a lot of pussy shaking, but they, I mean, like, they don't look, well, they do look real, I guess. They just don't have any hair on them. So confusing. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm in another planet today. Anybody else have something to say? <laughs> Charlie's like, and Dan's Shiley's tripping me. It looks like you have a little Mexican man mustache, but really it's from your, oh, okay. It's the dye from your acai berry thing. It's very funny though. It looks like you shaved just the, <laughs> sorry. Does anyone else have anything to say? Okay. Charlie's Bink. All right. Uh, your next comedian is a gem. He lent me his lighter, which I'm going to remember to give him back. Uh, but he's going to make you guys laugh right now. Take notes. Have things to say. Yay. Uh, put your hands together for Hunter Uniac. Over the Applaud louder. I'm saying she can keep that lighter. I am generous as fuck, people. Okay. Um, I was going to do a Jew joke, but like... Fuck it. It's hotter than Hitler's oven today, guys. Yeah, that's not original. Okay. Um, why do why do hospitals have gift stores? Like, seriously, what's the fucking point of that? Like, for me, a gift store is when you go on a vacation and you overpay for, like, a shitty memorabilia. You know, like a keychain, name tag, something. You know, like, what's the point of a gift store at a fucking hospital? You know, I guess like a doctor coming up to a kid. Hey, Cole, your dad's dead. Yeah, lung cancer. Not ironically, you gave it to him. Oh, you feel bad now? Why don't we go into that gift store and you know, get you a little keychain to make it feel better? Oh, they don't have keychains? They only have those little wristbands that, you know, have the hospital wristbands with his name on it, you know, with date of birth? I'll give you that. How much is it? $30? That's expensive. We'll just take the one off his fucking wrist. You know what I mean? All right. It's weird though, like I went to um, the Stanford Hospital to visit a friend of mine. She had this weird fucking thing. But like, it was a gift store there. And it's fucking, like, they, they were selling... Stanford sweaters in the fucking Stanford hospital. Like, that, I get it. It's expensive. It's as expensive to be in there in a weekend as it is to spend a semester at Stanford. But like, it's a very confusing fucking thing to be like, hey, man, you go to UC Stanford? Nah, I was in the ICU at Stanford. You know? It's fucking stupid. Oh, no. Poor people are, I mean, I'm sick people are stupid. Just fucking eat your vegetables, you fucking peasants. All right. Everybody here sick? Okay. I don't know Pam is. Now, um, it's weird though. It's weird. I've been lonely lately. Yeah, you know you're lonely when you go on um, the Muni at uh, Rush Hour to Spoon, you know? <laughs> not, not like I'm not like going up to random morning and spooning. I'm bringing a spoon and just talking to it on the Muni, you know? Cool times. It is. I, um, 
I realize today I'm balding. Kind of sucks. You guys don't see it, but I see it. You know what I mean? Like when we're in high school, we had that thick head of hair. And it's honestly teaching me how to deal with death. It is. Because every single strand of hair I lose, my sex life dies a little. You know? It sucks. It does. I know nobody laughed because we're all male comics. So we're like, hey, we know. <laughs> You're a dad. You're married. You should have a sex life. All right. Um, what else do I got? I... Um, And that's how you break a third mic, people. That almost happened. Marriage, marriage. Um, a lot of people are getting married. I got a friend that's getting married. I think marriage is stupid. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like 50% of marriages end in divorce. And that's a very common statistic. Like, I don't go to Vegas, spend $2,000 on a coin flip, and whether I win or lose, I still pay those $2,000. You know, like, all that matters is, am I stuck with this person for the rest of my life? Stupid. All right. I, um... What else is new? I'll do this one because I need to work on it. I, um, I'm half Filipino and I'm really, I'm really trying to get in touch with my Filipino side and it hasn't been working. Like I don't know, I don't know a lot of Filipino male role models. You know, like I'm a very political orientated person. I get why. Like I've never seen a Filipino man make a great speech. You know, like I, I get why. Like fucking um, Winston Churchill will fight on the beaches, will fight on the landing fields. We will never surrender. These are words that still resonate with me today. Imagine if a Filipino man said those words, you know, we will bite on the beaches, we will bite on the battlefields, and we will never surrender. Ooh. All right. I don't got enough time to finish that, but that's my time, guys. Hunter Uniac, never surrender. Yay. Uh, I wrote some things down. Let's see if any of this makes any sense. Uh, number one, I'm not sick. I have the whiskey flu. This was all self-induced. <laughs> this was... Mm. Um, and yeah, the, I think the gift store, you can soften it a little bit by saying almost the same thing, but buy something nice for your dying grandma. Because like, I think that's what they're there for, really. Yeah. Is like, but, like, but that's sad, too. Like, hey, little girl, do you want to buy something nice for your dying grandma? We're going to learn about death today. Like, maybe there's a book in there or something that's like everybody dies or something cute like your grandma's dying you are sad pay $40 for this book <laughs> uh, and you missed an obvious one uh, what you do with a spoon on the muni you shoot up silly <laughs> you fucking cook up in that spoon you want a spoon on the muni okay uh, and no, you're right you're I just, I was like, I'm just giving you an extra tag. And then also just on the plight of girls, girls aren't that shallow. Like they don't care if you don't have hair as long as you have money. <laughs> okay. Those are my comments. <laughs> All right. A uh, couple of comments for the lovely gentleman. I think that the hospital bit has a lot of great potential. And I think that you can actually make, that's perfect fodder for callbacks. Because anything with life and death makes it really easy to turn around and throw a callback in there. So, uh, yeah, for selling things, oh, here's some flowers for your grandma. They're going to die like her. Like, uh. that would be, I think, great. And then you can work lots of things in. Um, the Filipino giving great speeches. I think that there are enough Filipinos in the media now to where you could just do Bruno Mars no, doing a great speech for the Martin Luther King. That, but I do talk about, like, how um, the president of the Philippines is going around killing people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's definitely cool. And um, 
Maybe I'm a little sensitive because I am the only married person in this room. <laughs> uh, but you mentioned that 50% of marriages end in divorce. Well, 100% of life ends in death. And I think you could find like a philosophical, crazy way to tie those in together and make me feel less sad and lonely. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> so really good stuff as always. All right. Hi, Hunter. Uh, good set. I loved all your shit. Um, you have a good five years before the balding affects your sex life. Um, one thing that's annoying about going bald is people keep touching your fucking head, dude. Uh, I want to kill everyone. Um, so maybe that... And then also, I was, I was wondering about maybe like with the why do hospitals have a gift shop thing? It's like maybe they're getting it on both ends, and like a lot of the dead bodies in the morgue end up wearing like a "Welcome to the Golden State" T-shirt and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're, you're a good comic. Oh, this he's 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 not even hitting on you this time. This is nice. No, he's going That's my joke about. Uh, hello. I'd say uh, I was listening to your set and you have a lot of in what you're saying you had a lot of great setups for punchlines that I f I kept thinking that you're gonna you're gonna like have a punchline for so like if you <laughs> I don't mean that as a diss uh, but like if you go and listen to this set um, if you like write out what like what you had there's a whole bunch of perfect setups that are ripe for uh, your dirty naughty boy style of humor so that's all I have to say. I was just thinking Dirty if you're talking boy. about uh, getting a gift for your dying grandma, how it's kind of selfish because she's going to die and then the gift is going to be distributed to her heirs. So you're basically <laughs> buying a gift for yourself. And that was really all I had. <laughs> oh, and then if uh, you're throwing out the phrase, everybody dies, especially a book, everybody dies, you know, less popular sequel to Everybody poops. <laughs> Sweet. Any other comments? Oh, all right. Capital's got something to say. Um, about the doctor joke, too. I think it'd be funny if the doctor was trying to convince the kid that this might actually help the grandma. Um, so, like, by this, like, maybe the Skittles will make her feel a little better. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to get at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really funny. Hey, clap your hands wildly for Hunter Uniac, yay! God, you're a country boy. Well, my daddy taught me young how to hunt and how to whittle. Taught me how to work to play a song fiddle. Oh, I just took a big hit of weed, and it's going to be <laughs> difficult <coughs> to introduce your next comic. Oh, I'm, I'm really going to, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm going to try to pay attention. I really like your next comic. Um, I think he has a great future as a weatherman. Put your hands together for Max Moachanine. All right, it's uh, pretty hot today, huh? Am I already doing the job? So the Jewish porn stars, the best I could come up with was Mark Fuckerberg. Is that any good? All right. <laughs> uh, okay, I was talking to some friends this weekend and they were talking about relationships. And one of them says, I had a high school sweetheart for seven years. And I was like, wow, how long did it take you to finish high school? You mean to tell me that each of you 
we got held back at least three years. It sounds like you were made for each other. Like the Romeo and Juliet of high school. You know them. You probably took ninth grade English at least once. I don't know. I feel like one of them would be like, it's our five-year reunion, so I'm going to take her where we went for our first date. Prom. Uh, just we'll see how that goes. I don't know. <laughs> I uh, One of my exes popped up on my Facebook feed recently. Uh, her status said, note to self, I need to have more self-control and be more disciplined. And I was like, uh, if you post it on social media, it's not exactly a note to self. In fact, it's literally the exact opposite of that. That's the whole reason why this is even a thing. And you know how I know it's a note to not a note to self? A bunch of people commented on it. That's how I know. There's your first clue. And one of the people who commented wrote, I'm going to make this a note to self for me, too. And I was like, Jesus Christ, nobody understands the meaning of the word self. I feel like they would go to Safeway and go to the self-checkout and be like, hey, where's the cashier at, you know? I don't know. I feel like posting a note to self on social media is like streaking at the Super Bowl and being like, hey, don't look at me. I'm trying to do my naked exercises in private here. I don't know. It could have been worse. You could have posted about politics. That's always the worst. Uh, a couple of years ago, a friend of mine, after the 2016 election, posted an infographic that showed that 40% of the public didn't vote. And she goes, this is terrible. We need to teach them a lesson by taking away their voting privileges. I was like, that is the dumbest logic I've ever heard in my life. You know, It's like, you know, the, the punishment doesn't fit the crime, so we're going to make the punishment be the crime. That'd be like if you offered a cash reward to successful bank robbers. Yeah, all right. <laughs> All right, where was uh, notes? Okay, uh, I'm pretty shy. Uh, like I don't really like talking. Like this is this is pretty uncomfortable right now. Uh, I know that I'm shy because I went to my 10-year high school reunion recently, and I met everybody for the first time. I didn't. Uh, I didn't reunite with anybody. I walked in. I was like, ah, oh, crap. I guess I got to introduce myself. This is tough. I should have done this years ago. Should have done this 10 years ago. People love to gossip about like stereotypes at those reunions, like the nerd, the jock, but they couldn't do that with me because I didn't have one. They had to give me one. I was the new guy at the reunion. That doesn't even make any sense. Um, so uh, pride just passed. Uh, I always know when it's pride because there's an unusually high number of sunburned straight people riding BART. You ever notice that? It's almost like they were like, hey, if they can come out of the closet, then we can get out of the house for a change. Uh, but I don't do it because I feel like I don't belong. You know, I feel like they would look at me and go, how is it that he can get sunburn and rain on our parade simultaneously? What a paradox. And I feel like watching straight people celebrate pride is like watching a diabetic kid play Candyland. It's like, you're not really going to be doing any of this stuff. So uh, it's all just fun and games. I think that's all. That's all I had. I think I'll end there. That's cool. Thank you. I forgot to press the timer, so I have no idea how much time you did. I'm sorry. I just was like, uh, I'm just staring at you. Um, uh, you have a lot of jokes about high school. I just, thought, I, just I don't know. I think that's, I'm, I mean, the high school sweethearts, I'm like thinking like, I don't know. Your observational humor, I don't, I would switch your lens to another focus. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Just... Cause I'm like, I don't. Maybe you're just so young, but high school was ten years. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just it didn't. It's hard. I, I'm old lady. It's hard for me to relate to it. But you're smart guy, so I think you can write jokes about anything, really. 
I have nothing. I don't know what to say today. Max, Eddie, other Max. The bank robber uh, joke for the um, uh, punishment crime, uh, I think if you flip it around, if you say they rob a bank and they get a cash reward, uh, that might work for it. And there's also, there's just, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there, that, that's a really like flexible joke. Like you can do that with any sort of crime. Like uh, if, uh, nah, never mind. I'm not going to try it right now. That's fine. But yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's I like your set. You have a good, you have good uh, saying things. <laughs> and, uh, I I don't know why, but like just from the way you are and the way you like hold yourself, for for some reason I have this like urge. I really want to hear you say some like just super fucked up shit. Uh, that's a general. I don't know. Do what you want with that. As far as the the note to self, I love that concept, right? And maybe doing a note to self on social media is like an acknowledgement that the only true self is the collective hive mind. And what does the collective hive mind want more than anything is to see titties. So making a note to self and they want to see, they want to find their identity. Is, am I the only one smoking pot? Am I not the only one smoking pot today? Is I'm everybody totally high as fuck? Wow. Oh, you kept doing this thing. I know what I was going to say. It was just weird. I think it's just that microphone and our technology sucks. But you kept slapping your hand to the mic and it was making a noise. And um, if you listen, if you go back and listen to this, you'll hear this weird thumping and you'll be like, what the fuck is that? And it was you. <laughs> but it was, you're just doing this thing like where your hands are around the mic and you have a gesture where you just go, boop. Uh, okay. That's like, that's the max gesture. Oh, I'm sorry. I stole your note. But other than that, you don't move hardly at all. You're very still. Uh, yeah, I don't think do I have you? the confidence yet to walk around. <laughs> You're <laughs> hiding. You know, a couple months. <laughs> You're hiding behind it. People were snickering. You just didn't get any. You know, I don't know. Your jokes are funny. They were just like snicker funny. Uh, okay, nothing. But I agree with Dan. I'd love to hear you say some fucked up shit. Because <laughs> you're just so, I don't know, like you look like, Bland. it's what Tony Sparks said, you look like a weatherman or a senator. Like you're going to get in trouble for being here somehow. <laughs> so come back to haunt me. And... I have no input today for you. I just wanted to make clear that I did really like your set. I wasn't just snickering. There was <laughs> there was some like minor guffawing going on, I would say. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, any other comments? All right, well then clap wildly for Max Mawachini. Yay! Okay, we're almost there, guys. Uh, your next comedian, he's a new guy. And uh, I'm excited because he spelled his name phonetically because he is a professional. Uh, put your hands together for St- Starler Burns. Got that right, first try. I'm glad we're all here tonight together with our faces and such. So they got this gag gift on Amazon. It's like a medic alert bracelet, but it says delete my browser history. Clever. I do kind of want one though. I don't want my family to ever know that in four times in just the past week, I Google image searched for a dog that smokes blunts. That's not even funny. I'm like 80% sure that's animal abuse, but I'm 100% sure that it makes me smile. 
regardless of the detrimental impact on society. Speaking of society, I've been thinking about how it sucks, and I'd say it's largely because of all the bigotry that's been going on. It's a hot topic. It's trending. And thinking about it, I realized that the only way to overcome prejudice is to take the first step of acknowledging prejudice. And that's exactly why I'm going to acknowledge my prejudices to you right now. Prejudice number one, I hate people who strongly self-identify as introverts. Think you're special because you need some time to recharge and like the smell of books? Wish you'd stayed in your shell, you pretentious little hermit crab. Prejudice number two, this is not specific to anyone in this room, but if you are a man wearing a baseball cap, I have no respect for you. The only thing you're pitching is poor fashion sense. I don't care if you're actually at a baseball game with your children who you have for the weekend. If here is my respect and admiration, you're out of here. <laughs> All right, prejudice number th three. This is the most deeply seated one, so bear with me. It tears out my soul. There's never been a single instance in my life where I thought to myself, oh good, there's a DJ. I don't even have a punchline for that one. I just hate DJs, man, and they haunt my dreams. I'll be talking to my dead grandmother who I've never met, when suddenly a beat will drop and I'll wake up screaming. All right, that was my prejudices. First step to overcoming them. Unfortunately, I've not figured out any of the other steps. Keep me posted. So, as an open mic comic, I would be remiss if I was not talking about dating apps. That isn't some sort of a side that's a trick. It's actually happening. I made the mistake of paying for OkCupid for a while. Pretty much the only thing noteworthy that came of it was that I got liked by a guy who was looking to suck a straight dude's dick while his girlfriend watched. That wasn't really the novel part. What was novel was the very next day I got liked by a woman who was looking to have her boyfriend suck a straight dude's dick while she watched. I think these events may have been related. <laughs> There's a web of conspiracy to unravel here. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, this was just a couple who thought that making a date night out of sucking my dick would be very romantic. It was not romantic at all. I did not know that three people could enthusiastically consent to something that would leave them all feeling violated. <laughs> all right, so I think I'm about out of time, so I'll close with this. I've been trying to work some politics into my gig, since that's what people are about these days. What's the difference between Donald Trump and a rotting jack-o'-lantern? One is an orange sagging affront to reason and common sense, and the other is Donald Trump, who I think is an asshole. <laughs> to be fair to Donald Trump, he's not sticking up, stinking up my porch and full of beetles. And that's the end. Thanks, guys. You were great. Yay! Starler Burns. Hey. Uh, I really um, liked it when you were making fun of the people that 
we know that weren't here. That was fun. <laughs> I liked it. I like that part. Uh, you're you're fun. You're I, I don't think I've ever seen you before. So that's you're you're good. You have good stage presence. You're entertaining to watch. You had funny funny things came out of your mouth. Yeah. What's your normal cadence of speech? Uh, that one is oh right. That one is a little bit more like when I'm nervous. I kind of have that. Uh, cadence that's a little weird yeah. that's not really particularly like intentional but i'm kind of working through that right now how long have you been doing comedy uh just a few months now okay like i guess four in total i think okay cool. yeah you just gotta get up and do it and do it and do it and do it you know that's yeah and yeah but that but the making fun of people stuff i thought that was that was funny <laughs> i i I did. I liked it. I laughed. I legitimately laughed. Um, and other, do other people have things to say? They're going to go potty. Oh, there we go. Uh, you do have a pretty distinct voice. I haven't heard a voice like yours in a little while. Uh, it might be, I don't know, it might be beneficial to, to comment on it up front, but it also might be a little hack to be like, I know what you're thinking, or whatever, but uh, yeah, I don't know, it might be, the, the first, when you first started speaking, I was like, oh, that's, that is like, I, I what voice is this? I thought you were I, doing an impression. I would say, uh, like, have jokes for that, but only use them when people, when you can see that people want to know. It's just like going up and being, a little bit about myself, you should never fucking do that, ever, ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the, I liked the weird threesome thing. I think, the, I, I was kind of hoping for your, the, the ending punchline. I was like, ah, but I liked the lead up and the whole story to it. I'm like, this is crazy premise. Like, what? Um, so, other people have things to say? You're, uh, you're good at telling jokes. Uh, I'd be really excited to just like see you just fucking let it rip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I liked, I liked your joke. About uh, you fucking hate people with, that wear baseball caps, right? That's something pitchers do sometimes. Is they put a little bit of Vaseline under the bill, so it like makes a really nasty curveball, you know? Which would also be very useful if you were gonna suck a guy's dick in front of his girlfriend. Good, good job. I will posit one thing. With that uh, Donald Trump joke, I am like intentionally not doing the standard uh, late night setup where it's like, what's the difference between this guy and this thing? Here's a list of bad things. And then the other thing is that thing, because the guy, he embodies all those bad qualities. No, Was that, that clear? Yeah, 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 totally. That's a good instinct. That's, that's a good absolutely. instinct. Yeah, okay. you take a hack thing and then you make it less hack. <laughs> Cool. Beatles thing doesn't seem to resonate though. Well, I mean, yeah. Also, whenever you say the word Beatles, even if you don't mean it, there's still like a reference in your mind to like the Beatles and the music. And then you're like, well, Donald Trump's kind of that age. And then things get all convoluted and weird. And you're like, was Donald Trump and the Beatles? I don't think so. Uh, no, anyways. Yeah, maggots are funny. Crickets. So we think the problem specifically is the type of insect I saw. No, just I think if you're going to use it, you could have a funnier insect because of the way it sounds or whatever, you know, cockroach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, any other comments? Yeah, with some of that voice, though, 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everybody clap your hands together for Starler Burns. All right, uh, your next comedian. I'm excited to see him around. I haven't seen him around in a while. Coming all the way from Berkeley, put your hands together for Stefan Massey. Like a long lost friend. Yes. I feel like you're saying how much you miss me every time I come on, Bam. Makes me really feel welcome. Uh, hello. Uh, I am on the spectrum and I smoke a lot of weed. So those are two things that uh, make it uh, harder to maintain eye contact as well as reading jokes off your phone. Uh, I recently discovered something to help me be less self-conscious about that fact. Um, I can look up instead of down. And that, you know, makes me into a smug asshole rather than a mumbling antisocial introvert in the eyes of the public at large. Uh, I also deliver weed for a living um, while we're on the topic of uh, sucking dick. Um, a dude once told me that he was going to take the edibles I delivered him and give them to his dad who planned to uh, get sucked off by his girlfriend while he was on them. Um, and that is one of the tamer pieces of information someone has volunteered to me as I gave them their drugs. Uh, but yeah, I deliver weed. Uh, it's a pretty sweet gig. Uh, but I realized a running theme among the older people I bring pot to, most of them want a recommendation or have a question about how whatever I've brought them works. And it feels like now I have to help all the parents of the Bay Area figure out how their weed works after a lifetime of helping my, my parents figure out how computers work. Uh, and at least now the learning curve is way less sharp, you know, uh, instead of giving a one-man multi-part documentary on how to reset a router, I can just say put, a, put it in a pipe and smoke it, eat it, or put it in your mouth and suck. That last one has multiple applications. Um, <laughs> did you guys hear that um, Sean Penn wrote a book? Right? That's, yeah, that's the appropriate reaction. Now, here is a highlight. This is an actual quote from the book Sean Penn wrote, a novel. Uh, Bob's boyhood essence set him up for a separation from time, synergy, and social mores, leading him to acts of indelicacy, wounding words, and woeful whimsy that he himself would come to dread. Yes. Well, it's a novel Sean Penn wrote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, it's, it's that dread he mentioned. It's much like the dread most of us experience reading this overwritten cringe you've passed off as prose, Sean. Uh, I, I, saw, I saw various experts, each at least as bad as the one I just read, and I made a Facebook post about it because I hope that some of my friends might feel as I did, that if this asshole with a bit of clout and uh, enough time to crank out a god-awful excuse for a novel uh, could get published, then there shouldn't uh, be anything stopping any of us from pursuing similar uh, creative endeavors. And I have this aunt who I unwisely friended a while ago, and she makes these comments on my post that I never know how to respond to. And when she saw this link uh, about uh, Sean Penn, she just said, too many drugs. And, and logic like that is dangerous to me because it's reductive, it gives a bad name to drugs, and also Sean Penn does not do drugs. The most insidious thing he's ever had in his system is Ambien, which apparently makes you both sexist and racist, because this rag he wrote ends with a six-page poem about all we've lost thanks to Me Too culture, guys. I, and... <laughs> It's, it's, it has to be seen to be believed, honestly. And I feel like a lot of boomers just want to blame other things that aren't at all relevant to the issues we face uh, to make this bit far weightier than it probably deserves to be. Uh, 
but and sometimes there's not a substance or some kind of inciting incident that makes you think it's okay to beat on your wife or write terrible books. Some people are just assholes. Uh, I'm Stephen Massey. Yeah. Yay, Stephen Massey, yay. I'm so partial. You're, you're always my favorite. Oh, I, 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 love, I love all of your stuff about the spectrum and the eye contact, all that opening stuff. Thank you. I just wish you would have read that excerpt from the Sean Penn's book as Werner Herzog. <laughs> that's unfair. He just makes everything. He just elevates the material. He elevates it. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think you can play with. Bef- I wouldn't reveal Sean Penn at the beginning. Mm. I'd read the quote and, and do it in like a Werner Herzog yeah, yeah. voice and be like, yeah. And, you well, know, this sort is of about serious voice, right? And be yeah. like, who, who wrote Where do you this? think what this is, is from? Okay, yeah. Right, and then reveal that it's Sean Penn because fuck that guy. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I thought Pam was just trying to shoehorn Werner Herzog into something, but no, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> she usually is, to be fair, yeah. but I, I understand. I'm a shoehorner. <laughs> oh, hey, a <I'll> shoe-verner. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sean Penn was, he was known for doing like the, a lot of uh, fundraising for the earthquake in Haiti, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's always taking up like some kind of left-wing cause, and you know, it's there's there's a somewhat noble intention behind it. I, I assume I, not to go off on it, but yeah, well, uh, you, yeah, he, he did. You could just be like, I mean, he's taking time away <laughs> from doing that to write this novel. Like he's he's looking at Haitian kids who are like had their homes destroyed. And he's like, no, the world needs this. Like, <laughs> so uh, maybe yeah, he's like per- he's perpetrating uh, even greater humanitarian crimes with his writing than anyone mm. in Haiti has ever experienced. That's funny. Thank you. <laughs> that was a, those were good jokes. Thank I like you. your jokes. Thanks. Uh, I think the the heavy beard and the shorts are fucking dynamite combo, dude. I would do that every thank, day. Thank you. Uh, for 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 the uh, for the listeners who are unaware, I, I am rocking a beard that has been uh, compared by my Persian relatives to several of the uh, previous um, shahs in in Persian history, <laughs> and and I'm and I'm rocking some some blue shorts because it's 80 degrees in San Francisco. Yeah, I love Sporty that Shaw, the, 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 the Shaw girls or the Shaw boys. That's that's a super group waiting to happen. The 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 one uh, maybe you could use this. I don't know if it's any good, but like so you you are on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And you love to smoke weed, right? mm-hmm. so you are a genius savant, and you also feel like a genius savant. So maybe not. No reaction. Oh no. I, the, <laughs> I think there's something there. Yeah. yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it either. <laughs> is it because is it because um, people on the spectrum aren't capable of feelings? <laughs> no, it's, because, it's because I'm gonna explain the joke now. Please. It's because when some autistic people are savants and geniuses, right? Mm-hmm. And when you smoke weed, you feel like a fucking genius. Mm. That's like a that's like a weed thought almost right there. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when I smoke pot, I think other people get high. When I'm on acid, I think everybody else is on acid. I'm like, you're, you're tripping too. <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh, all right, well, fuck. So with Sean Penn, I mean, you can acknowledge his charity work, but then just say like. In terms of net human suffering, right? right. He's, exactly. He's still exactly. coming I was, out yeah. behind. Exactly. Yeah. 
And then the other thing that I just wanted to raise as a concern in case you haven't thought about it is do young, like none of us can answer this, but do young people know who the hell Sean Pena is anymore? Like 20 yeah, year olds? That's, yeah, that's a yeah. good question, yeah. I, I had a, uh, a, a joke about, um, uh, that, that involved references to uh, Christ Novoselic and Grizzly Adams the other week. <laughs> and, and after my set was over, the, the, uh, the host was like, hey, congrats, you just broke the Guinness Book of World uh, Record for uh, most references no one got in a set. Wow. <laughs> People don't know who Bjork is. Yeah. I, I do I do yeah. my Bjork voice and they're like what is who is Bjork I'm like you guys you fucking suck you're I know. what's wrong I know the new generation knows nothing uh, but they all have it in their phones uh, hey everybody clap wildly Stefan Massey yay on my shoulder oh, I just fucking love John Denver uh, your next comedian is a funny man and he's gonna make you laugh put your hands together for Max Eddie a lot of pressure thank you Pam um, okay uh, do you guys like baseball Baseball, while we're talking about things that millennials don't like. Okay, um, I like baseball. Um, I actually, I love going to AT&T Park. My favorite person at AT&T Park is the lady who announces people's names. Because uh, she, she changes her tone for the Giants players versus the other players. Like when she's talking about the Giants players, it sounds like she's uh, uh, on Broadway or something. She'll just be like, a, uh, and now batting, catching for your San Francisco Giants, hitting fourth, give it up for Buster Posey. But when she announces those other players, oh my God, it sounds like she's talking about an ex-boyfriend. She'd be like, I'm now batting for the Washington Nationals, uh, playing right field, he cheats, give it up. For Bryce Harper. <laughs> that was fun. I don't know how to ever get into that, but uh, audiences have enjoyed it, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, no, I really, baseball is a special place in my heart though, because uh, um, I used to go to games with my dad, and baseball actually, got him sober because um, we would go to games and he'd see that beers were $14 and he was like fuck that <laughs> that's fun he had to find ways to cope sober during the games too um, he mainly resorted to heckling the other players um, he'd be like oh, Bryce Harper you fucking suck pass me my Gatorade that's fun um, but yeah, he's actually, he's still sober to this day. Because um, if you can make it through a baseball game sober, you can do anything. <laughs> it's fun. There we go. <laughs> but, uh, it's, what else do I have for that? I don't think I had anything else for that. But um, I will switch topics very hard. I am bisexual, you guys. Uh, I'm a bisexual American. Uh, was, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a mouthful. It's kind of a mouthful. So I usually just shorten it to gay. But that's fun. But uh, I, uh, I actually, a lot of people think I look gay when they talk to me. Like they'll say I look gay. Like women, and this one homeless guy uh, who's near my Bart station. Uh, whenever he sees me, he just goes, "Gay Conan." This is fun. Uh, I, first of all, I'm like, "Come on, man! I'm bisexual. I'm not gay yet." And second, <laughs> and second of all, uh, do you have cable? Like how, doesn't Comcast need an address? Isn't, that's weird. But uh, now I feel bad. This guy actually asks me for money every time I go by him. And I never carry cash because it's dirty. I don't, mm, it's gross. Um, I have other things. I have Venmo, I have PayPal. I have 
Adderall. I can give him other things. Um, but now, like, since he's always asking me for cash, I make sure every time I'm going to go buy Bart, I bring headphones. Now I don't hear him. It's great. Uh, I haven't figured that out, but there might be something there. Uh, I think that's that's all I wanted to work on. Thanks. Looking. Oh, yay! Clapping wildly for Max Eddie. That was great. I, you can fucking sing, dude. Were you like classically trained? Were you a musical theater kid? Yeah, I was actually. Cause like that was like really good. You even changed the note and made it sound even better than when you started. Like I was like, yeah. what the fuck is he doing? It was that, like uh, you was I was kid. I was like, what the? F- You're actually talented. Why are you doing comedy? Like get the fuck out of here. Go be on Broadway, you freak. Okay. Um, I really loved your stuff all the way through. The Conan, the gay gay Conan, I was really liking that, and the Adderall stuff. I just had smiley faces, and great. I was just literally listening to you and enjoying it, and thinking like, you don't read gay to me. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever look at you and be like. Do I need to cuff so, my pants? <laughs> yeah, if you maybe. But I do. No, that you've got the, the cute little boat shoes too. But yeah. you just look like you have style. I don't know. I really enjoyed your set. Oh, um, yeah, to make the thing homeless thing funny at the end, it's the, you're already there. Just You just need that last punchline. Like, maybe, like, say, like, so I can ignore him like everyone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, something like that. Hey, man. That was, uh, that uh, announcer bit you did is, like, all-time favorite bit of yours. Oh, fun. It's okay. fucking dope, dude. Yeah, I just had issues getting into it because it's just such a random... I was just at a Giants game, and I'm like, oh, this is funny to me, but I you don't. Do it like off, like, uh, any voice, like uh, the host voice. Like, you get brought up, the host voice, ah, get up for a blow, ah, great voice, great voice. You know who else has a great voice? Yeah. Boom, just any fucking, yeah. Okay, yeah. Good looking at it. That was good shit, man. I'm just curious, have, yeah, sort of from your uh, bisexual bit, have you ever gotten laid off that? No. <laughs> no, I have not. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. I'll let you know, though. I'll let you know. Right. Is, he, is he hitting on you? Oh, are you, are you done hitting on him? Is everything okay? We're good. Uh, okay, are we, do we, no one else has anything to say? We're good, we're good. He was great. Everybody, Max Eddie, yay! Your next comedian saved my ass last Friday, and I really appreciated it so much. Because one of my comedians couldn't come, and I already had a light thing, and he come and f- he came and fucking rocked it. Uh, so thank you. And he's he's a funny guy. And I haven't I haven't seen him in around in a while, and I'm glad he's still alive. Put your hands together for Zach Wiseman. Tomorrow is open. Uh, so uh, I'm going back to Alaska uh, this in a couple days. And I'm gonna do some. Sh- I'm gonna do a sh- I set up a show. I'm gonna do a show which I'm inviting everybody I know to. And I'm hoping. What I'm hoping is to charge ten dollars a head to tell everybody how I'm doing at the same time. You know, just get it all fucking pay me. Okay. I hope uh, you are comfortable with your cousin, nephew, son doing drugs and being homeless. Cause that's I'm not fucking pulling anything. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a good old time, or it won't be. Uh, either way, they're giving me money, so that's fine. I'm really hoping uh, that I can lose some family over this, you know? That'd be fucking great. Uh, Recently, uh, I don't know why, but a good chunk of my family 
just started to decide to start uh, messaging me on Facebook, and I really don't like that. There's like 10 messages a day. It's all links to things. It's all how old people message, you know? Hey, check out this article about... I fucking no. I'm not checking anything out. I'm not doing that. So I'm hoping to lose every one of them. I do not want to talk to these people anymore. Why now? I, n- I never talked to them my entire life. My entire life, I've just ignored most of my family. Uh, and now, I don't know. Don't know. Long time ago, uh, these people tried to con my grandma. Yeah, what she got one of those phone calls. It was like, uh, hey, Grandma, uh, this is Zach. I'm in jail in Canada. I need $900 bail or they're going to put me in j- Canadian prison. Uh. And my grandma instantly knew that it wasn't me because I have never, ever called my grandma. She's like, well, this is a fucking con. <laughs> so my neglect uh, saved my grandmother $900. Just want you to know that. Me being a terrible person uh, actually works out in other people's favor uh, quite a bit. Like, uh, this one time this guy, he came up to me, and he's like, I'm going to kill myself, Zach. And I put myself in that position to deal with the people who are going to kill themselves, right? And I would never talk someone out of killing themselves. I think that's presumptuous, arrogant. Like, I don't know how your life is. Maybe killing yourself is the absolute right thing to do, you know? Uh, so I was like, how are you going to do it? He's like, I got this bottle of pills. I'm going to need all these pills. I'm going to die. And I was like, really? You really can do that tonight? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, okay. Have you ever tried heroin? He's like, no. And I was like, look, man, you literally have nothing to lose right now. So uh, I gave him half the heroin I had on me, like half of my heroin in the world. And uh, that man is alive today. Huh? Saved his life through, through heroin. All things are possible through heroin. Praise be unto heroin. <sighs> but now he's just a junkie. Is that worse or is that be he's alive, but he's a ju- It's hard to say. It's hard to say. He's not a junkie. Heroin isn't like that addictive. You know that, right? Like if you, if you could uh, drink as long as you could do... The, the problem with uh, most like drugs that really fuck you up is you can do them for a good amount of time before they catch you. You know what I mean? Like It's hard to drink heavy every day. It's real hard. To become like an alcoholic that's going to die from withdrawals, you have to tough it out. You, know? you really have to commit to that shit. But you can just do heroin uh, for like ever and be fine. Be like totally... F- the only problem with heroin is that if you stop doing it after forever, it hurts lots. That's it. That's all I'm doing. Zach Wiseman. I love Zach Wiseman. I always love all your jokes. I think you're so very funny. All of it. I like your new silence thing, which is weird for the radio, but it fucking worked. You were doing it the other night, too, where you just, like, stopped talking and sat there for a second and just kind of sat there. It draws them in. It's this new silence thing you're doing. I, I, I mean, I, I think all your things you say are funny. I like the whole everything. Okay, that's good. Other people? Other people? That was great, man. I, I always love watching you tell jokes. You're, you're a fucking Thank artist. You. Thank you. Sure. Um, I, like, I like what the silence is also. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think it'd be cool if, like, maybe you pretended, like, when you did that, you were, like, losing consciousness, you know? Like, <laughs> and then you just w- wake up, you know? And then, oh, I, I just had that. a I strange dream, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some shit like that. 
But great job. Thank you. Thank you. Are you really going? You're really going home in a couple of days. It's just for a short time. Did I they mean, did they pay for your plane ticket or how much was it? I'm just curious to fly to Alaska. No, I got family members to pay for pay for the plane ticket. Good. It's like four hundred dollars. It's lots. I yeah. If you want to see me, you got to pay, motherfuckers. Yeah, absolutely. So you're really gonna do you're gonna do a show, and that's really smart. Invite them all. Make give make them give you all ten bucks. Absolutely. Deal yeah. with less questions at the end. It'll be great. Yeah. Oh, I mean, are you gonna do your tummy? T- I, can you record I'm gonna do it? everything? You're you're gonna do like fifty minutes. I'm gonna do like yeah, an hour. Awesome. Are you gonna record it? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay, good. Um. All right. Anybody else have anything? Oh, there we go. Yeah, you are one of my favorite joke writers. Like that coffin joke is incredible. Uh, I was thinking just for your career. I think it'd be really. What if you got fat? <laughs> I, I don't know if that's possible. Fat Wiseman would be. Fat would be. I think. I'm just. It's just something I, to consider. I think. Uh, I would have to like wait until my metabolism. Like I've eaten a lot, and I used to do, do construction work and eat like fucking six thousand calories a day. Yeah. And I weighed at most one thirty. I think. Just. I think you could write a lot of jokes about your experience. I'll try. Yeah, okay. I'll try. That's all I've got. That's my only note. I would have to wait till I have some kind of money because food stamps is not working. Mm. That's right. We'll have to work around that. I think it's that. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Love you. Everybody clap for Zach Wiseman. Yay! And he's right, man. Being an alcoholic is fucking hard work. Oh, God. I mean, I'm not going to drink tonight. I just can't. I just can't even... Although I have World Cup tomorrow, so that's good. Uh, your World Cup. Actually, I don't really even have a dog in the fight now at World Cup. I just want to watch hot guys running around. Uh, your next comedian, he's a hot guy. <laughs> no, he's a, he is. He's a, wonder, he's a wonderful, and he gives the best comments here at Joke Workshop. Put your hands together for Dan Shively. Softer than a lullaby. Yay, Pam said I was hot, dude. I'm going to put some money in the bucket. Alright, thank you. Uh, so, a couple years ago, I was a behavioral therapist for children with autism and Down syndrome. And uh, one of the things I'm most proud of in my life was I taught an autistic nonverbal child his first word. The, the word, you can clap if you want, guys. <laughs> and um, the way I did it was his favorite thing in the world was for me to throw him in the air and then just catch him, right? He's a little kid, tiny little kid. And I would do that, and I conditioned him. Eventually, I, he just made syllables, and then eventually I conditioned him to say up, and then I would throw him. And there, there you have it, his first word, right? And I was doing the, this with him in the backyard, and his mom came out, and she was so fucking happy about this. She was like, I'm really glad my son can say a word now, you know, that's, that means a lot to me. She said, the one thing is, is do you have to throw him so high in the air, you know? And I was like, don't worry, I'm very, very coordinated. Also, if he hits his head, you know, he can't even talk, so... This is gonna be a fucked up joke day, guys. So, uh, I wanna be rich. I wanna be a rich guy. I wanna know what that feels like. It seems like rich guys can do whatever the fuck they want all the time. It seems like being rich would be just like being in the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Except at the end, you're not a dead kid. 
boom, I'm fucking these kids up today. I don't know. Here's a new one. Uh, it's, it's tough being a person. You know, everybody has all these competing forces in their head. It's just like a barrage of shit with all of us, you know, even people that pretend to be normal, you know. You'll just be walking down the street, and voices pop into your head, you know. You'll be walking, and all of a sudden, your dick starts talking to you. Hold on, guys. I gotta get my dick out. <laughs> well, hey, Dick. How's it going? <laughs> hey, Dick. What's going on? Nothing much. I'm just checking in. Is it maybe sex day? Are we gonna get to fuck? No. Sorry, Dick. It's just an, another normal day, you know? Figures! <laughs> Looks like it's gonna be another lonely night. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, we have a fucking... Um, we have a super moon coming up, you guys. Are you excited for the super moon? <laughs> Fuck the moon, dude. I hate the moon. Oh, the moon's different today. No, the same fucking moon as regular, okay? I had a list of things. The moon has a dark side, like an emo bitch. Not looking at you for any reason. <laughs> Just, I, that was totally on accident. I forgot the rest of the list. Oh, uh, when I fucking flip the moon off like that, I block it out, and I call it a moonar eclipse. It's not my best work. What else do I got for you? Okay, here's just a quick one, and then I'll shut the fuck up. I have a new roommate. I have a new roommate. He's from the Ukraine because I live in the Richmond district, right? And I like living with him because I get to see the world with fresh eyes. He was standing in front of the open refrigerator the other day, and he was like, hey, Dan, do mushrooms go bad, or do they just make more mushrooms? <laughs> I don't know what the answer to that is. Uh, it's been a while since I've been here. I fucking miss you guys, so thanks thanks for listening to my bullshit. Yay! Yay! Damn. You are so funny. I love you, all your voices. Your kid jokes are great. And just saying funny, absurd things. And kids are little bitches. The dick voice is so funny. And then the voice at the end, like all of that, it was just, they were great. It was great. I have something simple to say, which is I strongly recommend following your new Ukrainian roommate around a lot because that was super funny. And you did the voice well. So I think that could be part of something longer, deeper, more Ukrainian. Uh, I've seen a lot of people do the, like, my dick has a mind of its own, but I've never seen someone pull their hand through their shirt and do a little voice. So I think that bit is going to be huge. Uh, and yeah, maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude, you're funny. You should, like, come out more, man. I want to see you around more. If at some point your dick gets sassy and you call him Richard, <laughs> that might be fun. Nice. Yeah. I like the sassy dick. Yeah. 
Who doesn't? Uh, one more Your comment. Dick could have, well, this is just a different joke maybe, but it could be de working through PTSD over circumcision. That's all I have to say. Or any of my sexual misadventures. Dark. Both could be quite dark. Loved your set. You're a funny guy. Uh, I was curious, did you like think about thoroughly, this is meaningless to radio listeners, but the exact motion of your hand that signifies your dick talking? My only concern is that this doesn't seem like a dick to me. That's more like a little birdie. I didn't, I didn't see it. What'd you do? What? I didn't see. I was in the bathroom. What, what was your... Uh, oh, I just put my hand through my shirt. I was like, hey, it's my dick. Okay. It's been an evolution. It used to be just the mic in my shirt. Now it's my hand. I mean, that I might be the best it. one because this one, that's what I was thinking, looks more like a urethra. Yeah, but then it's too subtle probably if you're on stage. And it's just I'm not coordinated. I'm just enough. saying, think about how you want your dick to look. Yeah. <laughs> Alien predator dick coming out of his face. Uh, hey, everybody, that was great. Dan Jively, yay! All right. Uh, we are coming down to the end of it, and we don't have time for comments, but we do have two laughs comedians, but we'll give you time. We just don't have time for comments, so we're going to give you, I'll give you a little bit longer of a set, so I'll honk you at four, uh, but no comments. So thank you guys so much for staying. Your next two comedians are going to make you laugh. Put your hands together for Jim McVeigh. All of her nights have gone sad and shady. She's getting... Uh, cool. I got, so thanks for sticking around. Uh, yeah, I got some new stuff. Let's see if it's funny. Um, I live in like a really gentle suburban neighborhood and there's been some real, uh, some crime lately and it's affecting the neighborhood. There's this guy, really dangerous guy. I went to high school with him. I know who he is. And I saw him parked late at night around the block in front of my ex-girlfriend's house. I don't know what they're doing there. He's a bad guy. He's dangerous. He's a threat to the community. What's weird though is the next night I see another car parked late in front of my or my ex. We're on a break or whatever. Late at night, another tough ass dude in front of her house. I don't know what's going on. I think there's like a crime syndicate happening. I don't know she won't answer her phone. I think they have her phone. Next night, different, different tough guy. I don't know what's going on. If it's like a gang and then get this Saturday night, all three cars were there at the same time in front of my girl or my ex-girlfriend's house. And I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I keep trying to call her. I want to, call the cops i don't know what's happening but something something awful i heard screaming all the lights were out i i anyway yeah i think it's time to let her go uh okay that was uh that card this one okay um I was reading this this description, or a realtor. Uh, I just got off work, so flies are following me because I work as a janitor, and they're like, he's the trash, he's the trash, he's the trash. Uh, I was reading this description for this dilapidated house in my neighborhood, and I love that real like realtors can make a, like a fire trap seem like a home. And that's why I want them to write my dating profile. Because like, I, I would love to just hire one of them just to be like this uh, 
this classical uh, this this unit in this classical Caucasian style uh, stands at a boasts five uh, ten, but if stood up straight, this unit could be six two. Uh, what's the other tag? Uh, damaged by previous occupants. Uh, this unit was neglected and then condemned. Uh, this charming unit is self-cleaning. Uh, okay. Uh, I remember being in school and the teacher, I remember just asking the teacher, when am I ever going to use this stuff? When am I ever going to use this stuff? And the teacher would say, you're going to need to know how to read. Um, I, I was at BART. Your thing reminded me of this. I was at BART and I had my headphones on so I could ignore everybody. And this street kid was like, hey, bro, you got any change for me, bro? And I just ignored him because I had my headphones so I was safe. And then uh, he was like, well, fuck you, you bitch ass punk. And, and then I just had, and he's sitting by me like on the bench. And I just had to continue pretending he wasn't talking shit to my face and uh and he's like you can hear me and i could i could he was right i could totally hear him like he knew what kind of headphones i had and i was just sitting there just like a coward and uh and and then uh he eventually he gave up because he had to ask other people but i was like man i really am a punk at, or whatever he called me uh, he's the f word which i don't want to say you know uh cool sometimes i'll be offering my friend a ride we'll be at the same place the same open mic and i'll be like hey bro you want to ride home and he'll be like yeah sure and then like three minutes later he'll be like actually i'm getting a ride with john I'm like oh so i'm not cool enough to give you a free ride home uh what you're like what yeah what you're saying is like oh you know what i like john better i'd rather sit in a car with john than you and then i have to anyway uh i think we're out of time i don't oh i don't i don't have a good enough punchline for that anyway you guys have been great thank you for letting me talk yay yay jim mcbay yay yay your last comedian of the night she's our first lady of the or no we had a lady at the top and there's a lady at the beginning and a lady at the end Alyssa Westerland is a lady, and so is your next comedian. Put your hands together for Lael Gold. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys being here still. Um, I, you know, fat Zach Wiseman is one idea. I've always liked my own personal nickname for him, Jude Lawless. Um, <laughs> I think he looks like uh, Jude Lawless, um, but not, I want to say Jude Lawless in his prime, not fucked up and balding, sad sack, middle-aged Jude Lawless. We won't dwell on it anymore. Um, what else can, and then you could have talented Mr. Ripley, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> World Cup, Pam, really? I mean, do, doesn't each country, or better yet, each player deserve its own athletic supporter? Never mind, that didn't work. World Cup? World Cup, it's not working. Uh, um, you guys, when my friends play the black card or the Latino card or the gay card or the bi card, I play the Jew card. I, it's the same thing, right? I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Well, except 
the Jew card is accepted at ATMs worldwide for unlimited cash back. But um, other than that, it's the same thing. Uh, what else? Sorry, these are... Mm, mm. Yes, there's a movie out right now, a documentary about Mr. Rogers that is making people cry a lot. It's making grown men cry like little babies. Mr. Rogers, what a fucking bully. Am I right? Okay, never <laughs> Okay. Uh, I, I never talk about how very weird I am at mics I just don't and I've been encouraged to and I think so I'm just going to mention that I started having something in the year 2000 it was called a kundalini awakening people all over the fucking planet are trying to have this experience it happened to me accidentally Jesus rimmed me in a dream Jim McVeigh that happened and now basically I've got a lot of weird awareness and I'm realizing I could put that to use in comedy because basically one of my favorite pastimes since experiencing this weird ass thing which is also ongoing is to out people for their past life shenanigans and you know, I'm sorry, everybody in this room has past life shenanigans or you wouldn't be sitting here in a body. That's a little Berkeley insight for you and it's true. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lay on a few of you what your past lives were. Um, this gentleman, I don't know your name. Oh, I can't even go into it right now, but you're darling, you, you're both darling. Well, I, I want to, but I, what I was going to say is so not appropriate. I'll just say Avon lady. I'll say Avon lady, a little obsessed with her own vagina. That was your past life. Jim McVeigh over here, a cantaloupe that rotted on the ground wasn't harvested. I, I, it just is what it is. I don't know. I wrote those in the Uber coming over. What, but I do think that could be a fun bit because you know what? It's fucking true. I am such a weirdo. You guys have no idea. Plus, uh, Zach Wiseman can do heroin for seven years and, and longer and walk away unscathed. I can't watch seven hours of television without, you know, seriously considering suicide and becoming quite zombie-like for weeks on end. Right now, I'm fucked up on TV and the internet, if you can't tell. Thank you. Does that mean over? Does that mean Harpo Marx wants to do me? Does that mean five more seconds? Oh, one minute. I love it. Um, I think I might... What? A, oh, you guys, I get told all the fucking time all the time that if you put a bag over my head and my body and turn the lights out, I look just like Michelle Pfeiffer circa 1982. Wow. I know. And I don't know. It might, I, I don't want to say. I think if I, I get it all the time is all I'm telling you. Um, anything else? That could be it. Uh, Avon lady hurry. Well, Avon lady worried about her vagina cantaloupe that rotted on the ground um ear nose and throat specialist responsible for three deaths never got in trouble for it sorry max it just is what it is um thank you all so much How can I leave you?
fly on the ass of a rhino sad sad three days of her life um thank you guys all so much for being here and sticking around and staying for everybody that really means so much for everyone to have an audience um thanks for donating to mutiny radio and keeping the place open we really appreciate that too and we'll see you guys um next tomorrow there's the sparkast um everyone's always welcome if you guys don't have plans at eight o'clock tomorrow night uh, come join us at the Sparkast. We tell jokes about weed and stuff and talk about weed with vaporizers. It's really fun. And no matter what, if you come, no matter what, because you're a comic, I'll let you do the um, the vape, uh, do the product highlight. So if we don't have time for stories, but we usually do, um, you get to try the product and then tell us what it tastes like or just be funny there about it. It's fun. But it's every Tuesday at Spark um, between 8 and 9 and we record it and play it at the station here. But um, I'm booking people too for um, Pamtastics and for that and for the next two months. So if hit me up on Facebook, you guys, if you want to be booked, if I haven't, because I still have spaces and stuff. Okay, thanks for being here. Bye. Sometimes I wish that I could fly away. When I think that I'm swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Thank you.
My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner than you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks 
hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. 